Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When it comes to the world of soccer, we've got you covered. This is Atlanta Soccer Tonight with Jason Longshore. On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Welcome in to another Atlanta Soccer Tonight special. My name is Jason Longshore and we are catching up with one of the commentators from MLS Season Pass on Apple TV. He will be on the call from Yankee Stadium on Saturday night. Ross Smith. Ross, how you doing? Yeah, doing well, Jason. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, it's been a minute since uh, we've caught up, at yeah. least virtually here. Um, I always think back to the 2018 MLS Cup, obviously, warm memories for us. Um, since your time with Portland, now you're doing the national feed for Apple. How are you liking that transition from one team specific to a national focus on the league? Yeah, it's uh, it's a new world, Jason. And having gone from my sort of Timbers bubble where you knew the ins and outs of everything, you knew... Um, you know, what, uh, what foot guys were putting the, the boot on food first, you knew uh, what they like to eat, you knew every little nuance about every single player. Um, and then your, your research, all that was left for the, the next team coming in now, taking on two new teams every single week, you're traveling different cities, different stadiums, different storylines. Um, from our end of it, different producers, directors, I've got the the same partner in the booth, play-by-play, uh, Tony Husband, which is is fantastic. A new relationship, though, for for me. And uh, all around, it's it's a beast. It's a new world. Um, but I'm loving it. I'm loving it. I'm being able to now, after being nine, ten years with the Timbers, sort of see the league from a different perspective. And I think, in terms of professional growth, it's been uh, it's been brilliant. It was tough to sort of say goodbye and and part ways with. With Portland, they were fantastic to me in, in every which way. My relationship with Giovanni Savarese and the coaching staff, really, really close with them. Um, but I, I felt like a, a kid going off to college and now there to learn the new world. It's, it's been brilliant. And I think what uh, Apple TV have done as well is taking this league into a, a whole, whole other universe. Tony's great. And we've gotten to know him a, a little bit during his time with Nashville over the last couple of years. Um, how are you liking being over on the eastern half of the country yeah. a little bit more than you used to? Yeah, I, I actually I moved across to I, I'm based out of Nashville and uh, I moved across here three years ago. My my wife is in uh, is worked for Nashville SC. Not many people know she didn't yeah. take she didn't take my last name, which I give her grief about all the time. But uh, <laughs> she took a great opportunity with Nashville SC uh, with with the PR with the PR department and to work for ENR was uh, a once in a lifetime opportunity to work with somebody of um uh, of that background and pedigree and it's been a dream move for her so 
essentially I was traveling out from, I was this direction, but I was still covering the Portland Timber. So my long way around it. So to it's, it's learning a different style of, of soccer. It's learning all new names on the East coast, where if you think about through the COVID season and then after that, with the schedule rejigging, yeah. um, you know, I've primarily been covering West coast teams. And so for that, it's been fascinating just to, to, to learn all about the East coast um, where I haven't had to really look into it over the last three years um, or follow it. So I think it's, it's fascinating. It's fascinating. The difference to the, to the West coast um, and the proximity, I would say is quite nice. The travel <laughs> out from here, whereas the closest match, you know, obviously Seattle three, four hours down the road, but for the most part, we're always, we're always three, four hour long haul flights. Whereas this is nice to pop in and pop out. So New York this weekend, uh, have you been at Yankee Stadium before? I have. I've called, I think, two games from home plate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a little you know different, it's like isn't it? There. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's <laughs> uh, great, though. Great. How uh, much of an effect do you think that, that pitch and the size of it, how much do you yeah. think that has on the match? Big. And I know, you know, maybe players, they, they don't want to, they don't want to speak to that. They want to say we adjust and all the positives, which you understand, and the manager as well. I think the biggest one, Jason, when we can talk about the size, but what really struck me the first time I was out there, and there was a player for the Timbers, Captain Jack Jewsbury, um, legends, legend, of course, out yeah. that way. But I was on the pitch after a game with him, and we're standing at the far, um, I guess, uh, one of the far corners, and looking out, and it was so difficult to understand where the other sideline was. If you're starting yeah. to look towards the, the actual baseball diamond, and so it was under, it was difficult to understand how to hit a cross field ball without knowing has the player tucked in or has the player uh, are his heels right on the the touchline. So understanding the depth, I guess, is uh, or the width of the the pitch is really really difficult. And I think you you can see that sometimes with balls being under hit or over hit. Um, but then when you look at the, the lengthwise, I think it's a different game. Um, it's tough to stretch a team. It's tough to get in behind a team. Um, and then it's it's also tough to play in through the middle of the park when there's so many so many bodies in there. I would say it's it, 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 it's like a 20, 30, 40 car crashes every single game. And it becomes a physical battle. It's a battle that like an old school sort of center back defenders, it's where they can really thrive. It's an area where... I'm so interested with this game, Almada. How's he going to find space? How is he going to influence the game? That's one of my headlines coming into it. I'm really curious to to see how he can influence the match. Yeah, I, I, th I mean, I think Yankee Stadium has an effect on games, obviously. But one of the reasons NYC is so good at home is they're so good. This is always mm -hmm. just a quality team. How have you kind of taken the transition from Ronnie Dyla, who won an MLS Cup, to Nick Cushing and him putting his stamp on the team? I think Nick Cushing has done a fantastic job. It's when you look at the the lineup that he had available to him when he he took over on the, the interim basis, and then obviously his transition to to the full time tag. Um, he's missing now his entire spine of of the team from Sean Johnson, uh, Alexander Kynes to Maxi Morales to uh, to Valentin Castellanos. I mean, take a spine away from any team in the league, and and teams can become very average. Whereas what he's done, he's, he's found a way to get results. And while there have new talent trickling in and old talent with Rodriguez coming, coming back into the team, um, you know, I think what he's done to be able to set the team up for what it is and find results uh, has been a terrific job.
I love the matchup between the two number 10s in this one with Tiago Almada and Santiago Rodriguez. Rodriguez yeah. kind of moving in, being the, the new Maxi Morales playing centrally. Mm-hmm. How good is he in your mind? Something different to a team that I think are struggling to, to really find um, personality that separates one another. Um, I think Magno is, is a tough one. And I think a lot of people, it's, it's a known analysis of him, that wonderful talent, but where does he play? Where's his, his star spot? And haven't really seen that personality come out. Whereas Rodriguez can twist and turn out of spaces, loves to get on the ball like what Almada does. He just wants to influence the game all the time. And so he's that one piece that I feel really separates himself um, in the attack to being different, and that can really hurt you. Another player for New York City that I think is underrated, and I've loved watching his progression from afar, is Tavon Gray, you know, homegrown Mm -hmm. right back who's turning himself into one of the better defensive fullbacks in the league. He is. He is. He's, uh, I I would think with him, his evolution as well, understanding the the timing, when to join in, when to to get back and defend. Um, He's done... He's done a nice job. He, he's been nice and solid. Um, I think with with that back line um, as well, I've done a decent job. It helps with Chanel being the, being the experienced sort of figurehead back there. And also helps with Gray in front of him with Keaton Parks or, or whether it's Sands, James Sands coming across to support him. But, um, but he's shown a lot more maturity and I've been impressed with his progression as well. Where do you stand on the debate about NYC and the need for a number nine? How bad of a need is that for this team? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, absolutely. I think a number nine, going back to it, a number nine that will fill. There's a lot of players who want to come back towards the ball. And I'll be interested, Jason, because we'll be chatting with Nick Cushing, uh, Cushing tomorrow and be interested to, you know, is that by design, given we, we've touched on the length of the pitch? And so there's not a lot of room for players to go running behind. And so – you know, players have that tendency anyways to, in order to get on the ball, they have to come towards the ball. So I think they they could do well with finding a number nine that gives you that out and out pace, clever with their runs. Um, like Yakumakis, uh, I feel with him, I'm, I'm still, I think maybe fans as well, you can tell me, Jason, I'd love to hear what fans are feeling about him. What he has done so far is put himself about. And I think that's what New York City FC lack is a striker that's going to put themselves about. And even though Yakumakis has missed some some big opportunities, he's scored a couple of goals. Um, you know, you, you hope if he if he catches form and um, a bit more clinical in front of goal, you can see things taken off. But at least he's done that. Is he's opened up room for other players around him. Yeah, that's been so critical, and that was something that Atlanta United was desperately missing last season. With Joseph Martinez, you know where he was yeah. after the the knee injury, he wasn't stretching teams, and even. You know, first game for Yakimaki's first start, he was offside five times. Yeah. But he created so much space because he kept defenders on their heels throughout the match. Yeah, he's he's a big body. And for a center back, having to worry, okay, if he's not in my sight line, well, where is he? <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. and you know, whereas I think for New York City FC, if Magno's not in their sight line, well, I don't need to worry about him because I know he's not going to pop up. Whereas Yakimaki's he he has done that. And I do like his personality that comes across. He gets upset when he has a heavy touch himself upset when he misses an opportunity um you know i think that all speaks to this is a guy who's desperate to do well for for his new city let's talk a little bit on the atlanta side i want to get your take on this because most of the headlines around atlanta united tiago almada obviously with the form he's been in yakimaki's coming in but i think the return of brad gazan and miles robinson from season ending injury last year and not just getting back on the field but getting back on the field 
at such a high level, that feels like one of the biggest elements with Atlanta United this season to me. Uh, Miles Robinson, for me, is one of the, the premier center backs in the league. And to see how he's recovered from what could be a, what, what could be a pace-changing injury yeah. uh, for a player, he is, it speaks to however he approached his recovery and those who helped him along the way. Sensational. And I think you look at the Columbus, Columbus crew match, and I know there were a lot of players missing on both sides. Um, you can speak to Almada missing and, and how much all of a sudden how stale the attack looked. But I think, you know, with Mile Robinson, all of a sudden Atlanta shipping in six goals. Um, it, it just his, his athleticism, his maturity, his positional sense. Um, you know, you wonder how much that has helped. The fact that he's been out, you see the game from a different perspective. I think positionally, he's not having to dive into challenges nearly as much that he's getting there. And I always think if a defender needs to put in an emergency, a desperate challenge, that uh, more often than not, they're out of position, um, unless it's a wonderful bit of skill from the opposition. And you're not seeing that from Miles Robinson as, as much. And that's, for me, saying that he, he's reading the game and he's seeing it, he's seeing it with a, a lot more maturity. In a game on the pitch at Yankee Stadium, you know, you talked about the car crashes that happen. I feel like the, the holding midfielders are going to be vital in this one. James Sands for NYC, getting him back really adds a ton of quality to that side. It really does. It really does. The um, the the finals against Portland. Oh, geez. All the years meshed into one right now. Was that 2021? No, 2021. <laughs> yeah. 21, 21. Yeah. Um, when I think, and it was a nice, you know, problem for the Timbers for, for my memory is that they've been in a few finals in the last, when we first met 2018, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. So, uh, anyways, to that, when New York came out, and I hadn't seen New York City FC, I thought the, the power in the center of the park and the size of the guys. And it's one thing to watch on TV. Um, it's another thing, as you know, Jason, to be there in person. And um, those two guys really stand out. The, the size of them and how much ground they actually eat up between parks and sands. And that's where, again, I'm interested. There are also guys, Keaton Parks will push on a little bit more, but he'd be happy to, to sit in as well, keep the game in front of him. And so where's Almada going to go to to get, again, his, his touches on the ball? He's so clever at finding space. And and there hasn't been, if I look at it this season, one team that has figured him out. I think this could be one of the more difficult games for him to influence the game. We talked about the space, but because of the two guys you mentioned, the Sands and, and Parks. Yeah, and then on the Atlanta side, trying to deal with Santiago Rodriguez, Franco Ibarra has been the yeah. most underrated player for Atlanta United this season really throwing himself into tackles and providing a, a level of physicality that this team lacked last year. They really did. I heard somebody compare him to, um, to Alonzo, um, Ozzy Alonzo and his grit. I yeah. like a young, a young Ozzy Alonzo. I forget who said that. And I thought that's a neat comparison. That's an interesting one. I, I hadn't really thought of that, but yeah, I can see it. Yeah. And, and that need to go into tackles. <laughs> I think when you have the talent that, uh, that Atlanta do and, in, the, in their attacking half, you need somebody who's going to launch themselves into challenges. And, and and he's done that. And I look at the Red Bulls and and what a fight, what a grind that was. Um, and I think that's where you start to then lean on, you know, if it were players to watch, well, I'm going to be, I'm going to be looking at, at Ibarra to see how is he going to win those battles. And, and all of a sudden, instead of losing second balls or, or losing first balls, you're winning that first ball or you're winning that second ball. And that changes the entire complexion of the game. And so I'm, I'm with you. I think, I think he's been terrific, uh, a mainstay, and he really anchors the, uh, the midfield to allow the attack then to, to go and win the game. 
So we've talked about lots of individuals, lots of areas of the field in this one. What do you think as you're preparing for this match? What do you think one of the the major keys is going to be to determine the result? I've touched on it there with with Almada. How's he going to find space um, through the middle? And then I think in the the wide areas. In the wide areas, I think since Wiley's come back to left back because of Gutman with the injury, you know, where where are we at there? And uh, and Wiley obviously hasn't looked as dangerous going forward because he's having to do responsibilities defensively. But it's been a disappointment because Wiley was was flying down the left-hand side and really giving you width um, and, and the real real bit of danger off off that left-hand side. And so, you know, Etienne, if, if he's starting, does he, he likes to come in more rather than out and out getting around the outside. Um, you know, and Brooks Lennon, I think that is going to be very, very key, how he gets up and down. Um, I think he's he's really embrace this new position since coming to Atlanta. And I think he's probably one of the most underrated um, attacking fullbacks in the league. I think what he gives you going forward um, is, is really good quality. And I've, I've been impressed with him. I wondered for a while if he was just going to start to fizzle out and if his, he wouldn't really find his place in the team. And I think he's, he's really embraced it. His attitude, it seems like Jason, has been spot on with the team. And I think his skill set is really coming through. Yeah, stretching this team, and that's something Atlanta with their fullbacks, whether it's Goodman, whether it's Lennon, Wiley, Ronald Hernandez, Venezuelan international, you have maybe the best fullback group in the league in Atlanta. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I agree, and and the way that uh, that Atlanta to be able to play with um, you know all the talent through through the middle of the park and the Yakumakis, when you all of a sudden now have have your fullbacks. Attacking from deep and Gutman, I, I say that attacking and he he varies things up when he's in. Yeah, he, he likes does. to come inside as well, which presents problem. I think it was Toronto FC where he kept coming inside, and I thought, wow, he's he's asking different questions tactically. So um, all that, I, you know, I, I say all this and, and the pieces, the individual pieces are terrific. I still don't think Jason, and I know you haven't prompted me here, but um, this might be a hot take. I, I still don't think we're seeing the best out of all these relationships on on the park for Atlanta. And I think that's, that's not a, a hit. That's more of excitement about what's to come. When I scroll back through all their games that they've played so far, um, except for Portland's, but the first 20 minutes, I thought Portland were in there and Williamson scored a fantastic goal. That was, that was ruled offside through VAR correctly. But uh, anyways, to all that, um, you know, I still don't think they're hitting on all cylinders as, as good as their results have been for the most part. Um, I still think these relationships we're talking about still have a ways to go. Yeah, and, and you know you're you're building for the long haul, and I think the chemistry it was something that Atlanta lacked last year with all the injuries that they had. You couldn't build any chemistry. Now, mm-hmm. so far, so good in that regard, and it feels like the stretches of good play are getting longer week after week. Yeah, absolutely, and and again, I keep harping on him, but he's been for me the best player in the league, Almada. And he really connects everybody. It was a little bit of a worry, the Columbus game, how stifled and and stagnant the attack was. But all of a sudden, Amada, when he's come back in the last match, he's just all over the game. And everybody seems to have gone from, you know, five, six out of ten performances to everybody's at a seven or eight performance. So Amada, it's not just his individual talent. It's how he makes everybody else around him play better and, and have more confidence. Yeah, he just elevates the the whole team. 
Ross, can't wait to see you at Yankee Stadium on Saturday. Enjoy the call, and uh, we'll catch up then. And I'm sure we're going to see you again later this season uh, for another Atlanta United match. Jason, thanks so much. It's great to see you after all these years since 2018. So nice to catch up with you. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or... I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 